You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Beyond the Headlines with your host, veteran journalist Darren Nichols. Welcome to, to Beyond the Headlines. I'm your host, Darren Nichols. And with us today is former police officer and crime guru, John Bennett. <laughs> We're here today to talk about the number one issue facing Detroit crime. Welcome, John. Uh, thanks, man. You kind of threw me with the guru thing, but uh, <laughs> come on, to man. Be here. You are the guru. Uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, for the last yeah. 10, 12, 15 years, you have been the guy that everyone has turned to, like it or not, to <laughs> to know what is going on uh, with the happenings of the police department. So that makes you the guru. Okay. Okay. <laughs> In that respect, that makes right. you the guru. All right. now, I'm sure there's some other people who like to call me a few other things. Uh, all right. I'm sh- and I sh- I'm yeah. sure behind closed doors, they have they called have. you all the other names. For sure. But for today, we're going to call you the guru. The guru. All, all right. right. So... So we got a lot of t- lot of stuff to talk about. So okay. I don't even know where to start. So let's just get an overview of the crime problem that's going on in Detroit this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and from your vantage point, what can be done to sort of mitigate what's going on? Because we're not going to end violence mm-hmm. because, you know, there are a lot of factors that there go are, with there that. Are, there yeah. are so many factors yeah. that, that go into mm-hmm. we're just going to stop the violence. That mm-hmm. That is no. a misnomer. Absolutely, right? yeah. So from your vantage point as someone who has been in law enforcement, mm-hmm. it, it has been your job and your charge to uh, mitigate Absolutely. Um, what is going on with crime. And so talk to me a little bit about, about that. You know, this – year so far seems uh, a little bit more, you know, extreme, I guess, for lack of a better word, than some of the previous years. I know we've had some very bad crime years um, in, in recent years and under the uh, watch of the current chief. But for some reason, this year seemed a little different, probably because of the um, what was alleged to be a serial killer at one point and, and a number of of females who were killed earlier in the year before the weather even got as warm as it is now. So it seemed to be a lot going on. I, I think also that because people are frustrated, they're, they're, they're reporting the news themselves. You have a lot of uh, people on social media who have scanners who are, you know, reporting uh, situations that occur in real time. So I, that, I believe, is kind of pushing the media, the mainstream media, to kind of take a look at this stuff because average citizen is reporting what's occurring on their street, on their block. So media is being forced to, even if they don't want to, to, to cover what's going on. Solving it, uh, it's going to take uh, a lot. It's going to take a plan, and that's something we don't have. I don't think I haven't seen a crime plan per se from the chief, Chief Craig. Um, I have not seen uh, a strategy 
per se, from Chief Craig as it relates to dealing with what our crime issues are. So it's got to start there because we don't have the manpower. Let's be clear. And, you know, I don't think the it's in the budget, you know, to bring the manpower we need. They talk about their hiring, but really they're just kind of backfilling what we've lost. So we don't have the manpower. So what you need, you need is, is a plan. You need a strategy. And the other issue is the people really just don't respect the police anymore. And that starts at the top. It starts with leadership. And I think Craig and, and, and some of the things he's done has kind of diminished that level of respect that we've been accustomed to in the city of Detroit when you have the relationship with the community and the police is not there. But the bigger thing is you need a plan. You need a strategy. Green light is not a crime strategy. Uh, catchy slogans are not going to uh, stop your crime issue. So um, until they get serious about that, you know, uh, we're going to have the problems we have. And, and, you know, I'm not even talking about manpower. That's a whole nother issue. Absolutely. But having a strategy in place and enforcing that in a major way, I, I think will go a long way to, to, to mitigating, you know, the, the issues we're having with crime. Sure. And and along with that. You're hearing, or at least I'm hearing, a lot of chatter about the mayor and what he is not really doing or saying about the crime problem. Mm -hmm. Um, We're used to mayors who have been, you know, out and open Mm -hmm. uh, in front of the press to get in front of those issues. We're used to the Coleman Youngs. Mm -hmm. We're used to, like him or not, the Kwame Kilpatricks who would— if this was going on, mm-hmm. he would at least get in front of a microphone and say, yeah. you got to you got to get it under control. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so his strategy and and whatever his strategy is, is what his strategy. I'm not here to criticize his strategy, um, but his strategy or the, it, it appears as if the mayor is not open and is avoiding the issue of crime. And is that because he is um, he has shifted it all to Craig to do or he just doesn't want to acknowledge the, the issues that are going on with crime? Because well, it because it, it it takes away from the, 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 the message they want to deliver about a turnaround. Right. You know, and it is a strategy. You know, the mayor doesn't want to be the face of anything negative. So that's where a guy like Chief Craig is valuable to him because Chief Craig is the face of the police department. And he's a guy that, you know, uh, facets in the community like. So the mayor can roll him out there anytime, you know, there's a negative issue related to the police department of crime and, and the people are going to accept what it is Chief Craig tells them. Now, that's been the case in the past. I, I see a lot of chipping away at that. I think people are, are hip to the game, and they're becoming more hip to the game as each day pass. So it is a strategy on the part of the mayor to to let Chief Craig handle anything related to negativity as it relates to crime. Or, you know, you remember a few years back, it was Gary Brown he used to roll out there every time something bad happened and negative. The mayor's strategy is I'm just going to show up for the ribbon cuttings. I'm going to show up for the good news. I'm going to show up for whatever it is that's positive, uh, leave the uh, the negative stuff 
to Chief Craig or whoever my my uh, minions are within, you know, my uh, uh, organization. Let them handle that. I'm not going to be a part of that. So he just ignores it, which I think is a bad look. And I hope that uh, come election time, people will hold him accountable for that because you are the mayor and it's at your desk. At the end of the day, it's at your desk. You have to deal with the good and the bad, the negative and the positive. And crime is an issue in our city. And of late, you know, there's been talk that he's reaching out to other uh, 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 partners to to deal with the issue. And I was going to ask you about yeah. that a little mm-hmm. bit later. Yeah. So, and, 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 and that's a good thing. But I, I think we got to move forward faster as it relates to the crime, because you're basically you know, putting the people in the city of Detroit at risk. Yeah, now, I honestly think, you know, uh, in terms of how he handles the budget, he's putting the people in the city of Detroit at risk. OK, Um I, I I need to see more from him. The people should want more from him. And I think there's a there's a growing frustration with the administration and how they go about doing things. So I, I think the jig is kind of up on this whole, you know, uh, strategy they have and how they deal with these issues. We're just going to ignore that person or this person or ignore that issue and it'll go away. OK, but uh, crime is not going away. Right. Yeah. One of the things I did find interesting, just on a side note mm-hmm. of, of this conversation, is uh, I read in the Chicago Tribune that uh, the new mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, mm-hmm. um, spent some time um, on a run with uh, the police mm-hmm. um, there so that she can get a full understanding mm-hmm. of what was going on um, in mm-hmm. the Chicago neighborhoods in, in crime. Mm-hmm. And so um, – her strategy is to sort of try to understand it and deal with it head on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that to be to be mm-hmm. very, very interesting as well. And most public servants in that in that role would and should want to do that. I think with uh, Mayor Duggan, uh, you have a guy who's been in the business, let's say, let's call it a business. Politics is a business. He's been in the business for a long time. He probably feels like that's a little bit beneath him. You know, and then at the same time, you want to give your you want to allow your chief to do what he's supposed to do. But, you know, six years in with the same chief, um, it's obviously not getting done. So what the strategy is going forward, how he intends to handle this, you know, he's not going to get in the scout car and ride out with officers and, 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 and get get a flavor of things. So maybe the partnership he's working on will will be fruitful. But something has to change because what we have right now isn't working. Okay. Now, recently, Chief Craig launched his initiative that said to check yourself. That in part was taken from the Ice Cube song in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And I want to read you a little bit of part of the first verse. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself because I'm bad for your health. I come real stealth dropping bombs on your mom's. Fuck car alarms, doing foul crime. Come on and check, check, check it yourself before you wreck yourself. Cause gunshot bullets are bad for your health. What kind of message is this sending to Detroiters, a city that has had a lot of crime? Did the department vet this song before rolling out this initiative? And what the hell were they thinking about rolling out a gangster rap song as your signature piece to combat crime in Detroit? Well, you got to remember, we got a chief of police who spent 
30 years in California, in Hollywood. You know, um, some of the community call him Hollywood. That's their nickname for him. So he's he's a lover of the camera. He's a lover of the media. I really believe he was seeking an opportunity to maximize the fact that you had Ice Cube in town that week. I don't think they put a whole lot of thought into that slogan or whatever that game plan was. I thought I believe he saw an opportunity to 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 have Ice Cube do a public service announcement. You know, uh, him and Ice Cube standing there together talking about you check yourself in an organization such as this. You have people around you who should be able to pull your coattail and say, uh, chief. I don't think that's a good idea. But obviously there's nobody there telling the emperor he's naked. And you roll out that idea, that plan, and then it blows up in your face. And since that time, we've heard nothing about check yourself. You know, I, 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 as you said, what were they thinking about? I don't know. I don't have any idea. They didn't put a lot of thought into that. It's an embarrassment. And I think they got embarrassed by it. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, again, the, the the first line, check yeah. yourself before you wreck yourself because you I'm bad for your health. And the lyrics get worse. And and the lyrics get worse, right? <laughs> right. But but you're talking about ending crime, mm-hmm. but you're using a metaphor mm-hmm. from a criminal who says, I'm bad for your bad health. Bad for your health. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and so yeah. it, it there just was no thought. And not or, understanding the history of and I, I Love Ice Cube, love the music, yeah. not not putting this on him. But he was a member of N.W.A. Right. Some years ago, the police had to take them off the stage yes. when they were in concert here. Yes. If you understand and know all of that history, you would not even go down that road to even considering something like that. But and, the the song alone, the lyrics alone should give you pause. But when you look at the rest of the history— but again, I think he sought an opportunity for for PSA, and, and Ice Cube was in town with his basketball league, and he he thought, hey, I can get this guy to do a public service. Yeah, I mean, don't him. don't don't get it twisted because I'm an Ice Cube fan. Yes, let me be clear. Yeah, so am I. Um, I mean, that's how I understand. The, that's why I understood what was going on mm-hmm. as soon as he said that. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was like, whoa, you using Cube here? Yeah. So yeah. so. Let's not get it twisted. This right. is this is I, it came across because I am a Cube fan. Absolutely, I listened to N.W.A. Absolutely. I was a young man, nineteen, twenty, mm-hmm. twenty-one years old when yeah. N.W.A. came yeah. out in my car or in my house. If I'm a public servant or as I've run for office, that's not going to be my campaign slogan. Is there's a place for that, and that's not a place for that. Yeah, to, to <laughs> me, it was just the optics, right? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily. I understood. Where he was coming from, mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. don't misunderstand. Mm-hmm. It's just the optics. When you peel the onion back, mm-hmm. you know, and you get into the lyrics and you get into mm-hmm. what was said um, within the song mm-hmm. itself, mm-hmm. it just didn't. The metaphor didn't it correlate didn't. to the police department no. and, and sort of trying to mitigate crime. And and that's why yeah. I brought it and, up. And even going further than that, it's, it's once again, an indication of a leader who's, who's bankrupt. You don't have, you don't have anything. You don't have a plan. You don't have a strategy. Catchy slogans are not going to mitigate our crime problem. 
Right. It's not going to stop people from committing crime because you tell them check yourself. So, uh, you know, we're at a point six years in, and I've said this before, if, if he were the coach of the Lions, he'd probably been fired three years ago. So, I mean, it's, it, there's been a mediocre performance for six years. So at what point as a mayor do you, you know, put aside the fact that this guy is loved by some factions in the community and do what's best for the city as a whole? Okay. Moving on, uh, DPD is considering using facial recognition technology to help in their crime fighting. Um, the New York Times, as you know, did a piece this week which laid out some of the re- unreliability as it relates to minorities. Mm-hmm. Discuss this issue and what you and your thoughts on um, the usage of facial recognition te- right. technology. And I think the the first thing that, that needs people need to be clear on is there is a difference between the private sector and the public sector. What what they do at the casinos or in any other private business in terms of their security operations, that's a private entity. That's it's a whole nother subject. But when you're talking about a public entity and public dollars, there are some things that cannot be allowed. We cannot trade on people's civil rights to promise them some level of security or protection. And I think that's what's going on here. Um I think it's a it's a bad idea, particularly when, as you said, when when you have newspaper articles and the city of San, San Francisco that said no, primarily because it's shown a bias toward people of color. So I, how can you as a mayor and a chief of police in a city that's 80 percent black embrace technology that is known to be discriminatory? I don't get the logic in that. Now, from what I understand, they've already been using some of this technology. They didn't inform the board of police commissioners or city council. Hmm. So, but now that that's known, those entities, primarily the city council, is pretty quiet still on the matter. They say, well, nothing's come before us. That's true. It hasn't. So I guess when we get to the point, if it gets to them and they, and they have a vote, I'm pretty certain at this point city council is going to vote it down. I'm pretty certain based on talking to various council members that the support is not there for it. Okay. Um, there's, there's legislation in Lansing. There's a house bill to uh, 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 make it uh, uh, illegal. Of course, now I don't, as I told some, I don't know if that's going to get through uh, up in Lansing because, you know, the Republicans are basically tro- controlling the House and the Senate. Sure. If it got to the governor's desk, question is, would she sign it? You know, would she oppose Mike Duggan and sign it? So there are a lot of politics still left to go with that. But I I, I would like to see some more uh, uh, anger, I guess, from from the community on this matter. If we can go to a charter meeting and get all bent out of shape. Well, is it really that they just don't understand it? Because what because it is very highly technical yes. in terms of what it means. Absolutely. So and you have to bring it down to their level of understanding. And and basically it would be violating your civil rights. And I think we all understand what that means or we should understand what that means. So But Again, you're trying to get it passed. Do yeah. you really want to bring it down to the surface level so that folks understand 
what it really means. Well, I, I well mean, no, those who are trying to get it passed won't do that. Well, but absolutely. Those who oppose it. Well, I, well, you know, clearly, yes. clearly, those who oppose it need mm-hmm. to need to do that. But on the flip side, you yeah. know, they want those who want to get keep it, it passed are, are, are selling people on the idea that it, it's going to it's going to keep you keep safe. Keep it safe. You know, uh, I said read something where someone said it's going to stop carjackings. It's going to stop you know assaults. It's you know that what that technology will do is to help you identify somebody after the fact. Right. We have green light. We have cameras in these gas stations and other places that that have the green light. You know, nice, beautiful cameras with color pictures and all that. They're not stopping anything from happening. They're not preventing a crime. Right. They may be assisting you in identifying a person after the fact, but Mr. Jones or Ms. Jones still got cracked in the head. So you're not really preventing the crime from occurring. So I I think we just have to be real careful when we start embracing stuff that that treads on our civil rights and and, and violates the the rights of citizens. It's dangerous. Right. On to another subject. And I have to acknowledge that I took this from your page because I learned this from your page. Mm -hmm. Um. This weekend, uh, there will be a promotional exam for mm-hmm. the sergeants and lieutenants, mm-hmm. um, and it appears as if the company that Detroit has selected to administer the test mm-hmm. has come under fire mm-hmm. um, because they have been racially biased right. against uh, uh, white folks in New Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, they have sued them mm-hmm. for rever- for reverse, reverse. discrimination. Mm-hmm. Chicago has had issues with this company, and and because of um, it not increasing the number of minorities mm-hmm. who are in their department as well, as well. And so, going back again, knowing all of this information when you're making a selection mm-hmm. for something that's as, as important as the sergeants and lieutenants test and knowing at least from what i can recall off the top of my head there there have been issues in the past over how uh these tests have been administered mm-hmm. why did we end up why did detroit end up using this company um and and what will this mean Potentially, because I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah, yeah. I don't want to taint the process. Right. Absolutely. Um, I, I've gotten even prior to even knowing about that article, uh, I, I got uh, several calls from officers over the last month about this upcoming test and what they believe to be uh, already some built-in bias or favoritism that's already in play. And I told them then, I say, you know what, you gotta let, you just gotta let it play itself out. And then if there is something to dispute after the fact, then then you have to take it from that point. That was before I even knew about the company that they had, you know, uh, put together the test. And I don't understand with everything that's occurred within this police department as it relates to racism, you know, and all the issues that that have occurred as it relates to that. Why you would contract with a company that has the reputation that it has, that's been in court. That's been to the Supreme Court based on bias, based on discrimination. Why why would you bring that fire? Why would you bring that to your table? 
again, who's advising uh, Chief Craig? I mean, who's making those decisions to do that? That that would have been one of those things where it's like, okay, we're just going to avoid them completely because we've got enough on our plate as it relates to racial things. So when the testing is over, if you have a faction within the police department who felt like they were discriminated against, I mean, you, you've given them fodder. You, 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 the, the group that put the test together, you, you, white or black, you've given them something to go with. So then you potentially end up with the city in court being sued because uh, white officers are claiming they've been racially discriminated against or black officers are claiming that the, the test is biased or whatever the case would be. Why not just avoid that altogether? Yeah, I mean— and, I don't understand. Right, and, and that was what intrigued me was, was that given all of the things that have gone on in Detroit in the last six years, mm-hmm. eight years, with the whole bankruptcy proceedings and— the whole EM process mm-hmm. and everything that has gone on. Um, would you do you really want to bring um, something else that brings more attention to a city mm-hmm. that you're touting that it's on the comeback? Right. right? Absolutely. Um, and that you may be on the comeback, but you're still using some of the past practices mm-hmm. of of before. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that is what sort of um, intrigued me about this process. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm assuming that the that Chief Craig vetted this company. But the flip side is he may have learned about some of this other stuff the same way we did, too. Um, And so. I find it I just I just find it very hard knowing what I know I find mm-hmm. it hard to believe that he did not vet this company right or someone you would hope you, you would, would hope, hope that someone in the organization, someone in the organization did. did yeah and if they didn't that hmm. is not a good thing no it again is just another example who, who who's advising you who who's uh, your your circle that you're taking advice from, or are you listening to anybody, or are you just uh, bullheaded and determined you're going to do what it is you want to do? And I mean, at so, there there are a lot of questions, right? A and lot and, of and questions. there are multiple there are multiple ways to be a police chief, and I've seen mm-hmm. them all. Oh, we've had many, and, so yeah, you, you, yeah. You we've know, got all flavors you, you, you of the rainbow. I mean. Yeah, I mean because you know. Uh, your favorite person, Jerry Oliver, mm-hmm. uh, he was a dictator and he did not take any orders from anyone else. That's right. Um, on how to police on or on what to do anything in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Chief Craig could be that way. And I can't say mm-hmm. whether he is or he isn't because I haven't been around him enough. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I can't say mm-hmm. without a shadow of a doubt, this is how he leads. Right. Right. Um, but. You would hope that any type of leader, and and that this is with leadership in general, mm-hmm. um, a, a part of being a leader is also giving the autonomy to the people that are below you to be able to catch the flaws and the errors that are going on mm-hmm. within within your organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that comes from 
you know, from being a basketball coach, mm-hmm. from, from being a principal at a school, mm-hmm. um, in, in any kind of leadership position, if you're, if you are a principal of a school, you have to allow your assistant principals and your department heads to be able to monitor your school and to make sure they bring, they bring to you the big problems that right. are going on at your school. Right. Right. It's not a big, it's not a huge problem until it reaches your desk. Right. Um, and, and that should be the same way, uh, with a, police chief as well mm-hmm. right or with a mayor as well um that i have put the people in place and i'm paying you six figures in most cases because i put the trust in you in order to be able to do these things but it depends on the type of leader you are correct you know if you're the if you're the uh, uh the, the micromanager type or or you're you're the uh, uh very demanding leader or you're a person who doesn't listen your 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 circle, your underlings, or whatever the word would be, um, may not be as willing to challenge you on some of your decisions, and that could be an issue. Right. I mean, if you're a dictatorial type person and, and folks are afraid to to challenge you, then then you know they're just going to let you go on and and do the things that you do and bad, good, or however it turns out. Sure. And it could be one of those situations. But you, you uh, to me, the emperor is naked and he's been naked for a long time. Hmm. So I don't know if that is of his own making or people afraid to tell him that he's naked or they're, they, you know, I don't, I don't know. Right. I, I just don't understand. Right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Back to crime. And you sort of touched upon it earlier. Um, The mayor has turned to, Wayne County Executive Warren Evans mm-hmm. and Prosecutor Kim Worthy for help. Why have they taken this uh, route and what do you think can come about it? And and I, I have no problems with partnerships because mm-hmm. uh, the city in the past has, has done uh, partnerships with the FBI, the mm-hmm. DEA and mm-hmm. everything else to to uh get criminals off the street. So I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. I'm just wondering um, what this potentially is about. Partnerships are good. Partnerships are important. Um, Most cities of this size and larger, they partner with surrounding agencies. Uh, For whatever reason, Detroit hasn't done that. We here in the city of Detroit, you have Wayne State and, University of Detroit and Wayne Community College and, and Wayne County Sheriffs and, you know, uh, Detroit Transit Authority. You have different agencies, law enforcement agencies that you should and could be partnering with. I don't know. Maybe it could be a desire not to work with the current police leadership. You know, uh, in political circles, you hear different things. So I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's very interesting that that the mayor has reached out to the Wayne County prosecutor and the Wayne County executive about having those discussions about coming up with a plan. Nowhere in that did I did I hear Chief Craig include it. Okay. So I find that to be very interesting. Um I don't know I, I guess I have to just wait and see what they come up with. Sure. You know, I know uh Prosecutor Worthy is a very sincere, passionate person. So she's not going to be a part of something that's just, you know, blue smoke and mirrors. So I just have to wait and see what they come up with before I can truly judge 
the mayor on being serious about this or is this just something you want to roll out that looks good and it never really brings anything real to fruition? But I thought it was interesting that the summit or this meeting or this collaboration that they're undertaking um, didn't include Chief Craig. Okay. And and yeah. and again, I'm not suggesting that is it is a bad thing. Mm. Um and knowing what you have already mentioned and what I know about manpower, mm-hmm. I mean it may simply be a, a we need more bodies mm-hmm. um to be able to help us mm-hmm. in what is going on. So I'm not trying to yeah. suggest in any kind of way yeah. that a any kind of partnership that will um put more bodies on the street um, or at least free up some officers to be able to get some more boots on the ground. As, right. As, as well, yeah, as everybody needs bodies. Wayne County needs Absolutely. bodies. Detroit. I, I think what probably will come out of this is some kind of task force that will focus on certain crimes and certain areas of the city where crime is the highest. But you would think that that is something that Chief Craig could have come up with on his own a task force that focused on crime in certain areas where crime is the highest, that the mayor would not have to go to the county executive and the prosecutor in order to do that because they can't add anything to the city's budget. You know, only thing they can do is is is, is provide some resources in terms of manpower and, and bringing about a task force that's going to focus on crime. Right. But. How come that couldn't be done within the agency itself? Maybe more time spent focusing on how we could bring that to fruition instead of coming up with catchy slogans or more green lights. I don't know. I don't know. Again, something is lacking. Sure. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our suburbs. Elvin Barron was just named the police chief in Southfield. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of job do you think he'll do? And or that you expect him to do and what kind of from I'm assuming that you know him mm-hmm. quite well um, and what kind of leader is he and what can the citizens of Southfield um, expect out of someone like him? Alvin is is a, just like his uncle James Barron, who was the chief of police of Detroit at one time. Elvin's a good man. He's hardworking. I think uh I think they got the right person in Southfield. I think they got a, a good man, a good officer, a good police chief who's going to work hard. Um, he's a good community-minded person. Uh, whatever task he was given with, with Detroit, he carried it out to the fullest. Uh, I think he's passionate about what he does. And, and you know, he's, he comes from a good pedigree. You know, he uh, his uncle was somebody who was loved by officers in the police, Detroit Police Department. We hated to see him go. Um, uh, Elvin is cut from that same cloth. And I think uh, the, the officers out there will love him. I think the community will love him. I think um, he'll do a great job. I was kind of hoping, you know, before he actually officially left, because this process has been going on since last summer. Okay. So wow. I feel really took their time. Wow. And, and did I didn't a, know a, that. A, yeah. Um I was kind of hoping that, you know, Mayor Duggan would have an epiphany and, and hang on to Elvin and make a replacement here. But um, but they let him get away. And, OK. Uh, so Southfield's got him. But, you know, there's always a possibility he could come back at some point and be the chief of Detroit. But I think he'll do a fantastic job in there. I think he's a good guy. And Southfield is really the upper west side of Detroit anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's, know, it's not. He doesn't have all of the issues we have, but he'll have some of the issues. 
uh, that we have. That is true. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, again, there's still abandonment issues. There's still Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. crime issues. There's still, um, you know, uh, uh, business Mm-hmm. Businesses that are that are closed, yeah. so there's still a lot of parallels. And, oh yeah, and oh, yeah. quite frankly, I mean, you're still right off Eight Mile Boulevard, yes, you are. so you're still yeah. dealing with, you know, just because there's no, you know, magic wand mm-hmm. that that separates yeah. what happens on, you know, uh, Eight Mile and Lasser, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's not going to stop, you know, uh, yeah. right there. Absolutely, it, it, it does spill over it's into. Spillover. To Southfield, and because and so, he he he's in the city with with the with a very solid tax base, I believe. So he'll have more resource sources available to him in terms of things he wants to do, and that's something Detroit hasn't enjoyed for a long time because we our, our tax base has been shrinking for years, and um and and that that's really restricted the resources that that we have in terms of uh, getting doing various things. But again. What we have, the current leadership is not doing anything with, I don't think so. Um, but I think Elvin will do a fantastic job. Great, great. All right, before we get out of here, let me get your final thoughts on uh, everything that we sort of have talked about uh, this afternoon and mm-hmm. um, anything else you wanted to add that, that you didn't get a chance to talk about. No, um, I think you pretty well covered it all. I, I just want to see. I've been in Detroit all of my life and, and I, I would like to stay here, but you know, uh, you know, uh, things being the way they are, I, I kind of battle each day with, you know, will I stay here? But if I'm going to be here, I've reached a point where I know that I have to be engaged and be involved in trying to make, uh, Detroit better and trying to, you know, help solve some of the issues we have and, 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 um, the biggest thing is the ballot box. People have to vote. They have to, you know, when you don't like what you have, you have to go out and vote for change. And that's kind of where we are because we deserve better. And um, I'm hoping that a uh, day will come soon. Where we'll get that. So the, the the battle continues. Okay. And with that, you got any announcements you're going to make in terms of? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. I mean, I mean, I, I just want to, I yeah. just want to ask. I kind of went down that road. Didn't you I, but went no. down that road and you know, you've been talking about slogans uh, too now. Yeah, I have. So, you know, so since you've been talking about slogans, you've been, I will say you this. know, talking about what's been needed. If, if, I just, if I you know, stay I, here, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm compelled to, to, to put my name on the ballot somewhere. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I can, I can, I can get yeah. with that, but I figured I had to throw that question out there, <laughs> you know, just in case. Now, I didn't think that I would get, right. you know, you know, a campaign announcement today, but, but, you know, I still had to at least ask the question. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Absolutely. I mean, you know, again, I, I still have some fire. I understand. And yeah. You have some fire. You have some passion. Yeah. Um. And and this is not anything that's new. You have put your ballot. You have put your name on the ballot a mm-hmm. number of times. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it would not be a surprise if you tried to run for a public office. Let me be very clear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had to ask the question today. No problem. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So that will be it for another episode of Beyond the Headlines. Uh, I'm your host, Darren Nichols, and I hope that you have uh, a wonderful week and we'll catch you next week. As we leave Beyond the Headlines, I want to give our listeners 
an inspirational quote for you guys to ponder each week as you get ready for the new show. It's from Dr. Martin Luther King. It reads, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Until next time, we'll see you on Beyond the Headlines. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.